1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNC's apply.
0: I'd nearly say Joel Salwood's was more deliberate. That's Just ridiculous. Ago. That's ridiculous. Must force them long down the line here, yep. and the demons still have a sniff. So Guthrie is going to be forced up the line. Very, very close. It might drift it's out. out about it it's four. So Melbourne have got and one And it's fifty. Shares. It's oh fifty against goodness. close for punching Hello. the ball. Hello. Hello. To put it to the top of the square. He keeps it low. Gone. Yeah. He's got oh. it. Big Max has got it. Set he's play. He's going to kick after the siren. Set play. Gone on a dramatic Saturday. Can you believe it? He has played a magnificent game, the captain it's a slow build up now the little skip Max to win and he's done it Melbourne have come off the canvas it's one of the great comebacks 32 points down at three quarter time and Melbourne have won it after the siren to finish top of the table unbelievable Melbourne home by four points how about that?
1: <laughs>
0: what a dramatic Saturday of
2: footy! I think when you know, we played Geelong, um, the games over the last few years have been incredibly tight, and once again it's you know one v two on the ladder, so it's exciting. Um, it feels like a final. Um, Our players are looking forward to it. There's a lot of excitement around the group and a lot of energy this week so uh, we can't wait for the the challenge ahead. It's uh, no bigger challenge to head down to Geelong and play uh, them down on their home ground and we're looking forward to it. I think it's you know, just a part of our season that you know, these are the opportunities that you look forward to to play against some really high quality footy teams and no doubt Brisbane were one of those a few weeks ago and once again we get a great challenge again down in Geelong and um, we look forward to these challenges because you get a great audit on your game. You get a great audit where you sit as a footy club and um, you know, we'll certainly get that tomorrow night. We'll, we'll get a good look at where we sit, how we're tracking and, and where we need to improve.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're embracing it. It's a big game. There's, there's no doubt about that. We've, we've got no intention of running away from the fact that it's a big occasion, uh, that we've got high expectations, we acknowledge we're playing the best team in the comp over the last period of time. We're not exactly sure how long um, they've had that mantle, but they certainly have it at the moment, top spot for a reason. Um, we're, we're really excited about what we can bring. Um, but without overplaying as well, I don't think it is sort of, sort of a knockout game or anything. It's not as if um, the side that loses won't be able to dust themselves off. But uh, we constantly talk about the fact that it's a privilege to play in these big games. And you need to do a lot of work and get a lot of things right to earn the right to um, sort of the right of admission, I guess. Um, so that that's sort of where we are at the moment to this point in the season. feel privileged to be there. I'm really keen to embrace
1: the expectation and go after it. So the stage is set. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Uh, Great to have your company. Hope your day's been as good as it possibly can be, however you've been putting it in, wherever you've been putting it in. Uh, Wonderful to have you on board right around the country, however you're finding us, wherever you're finding us, on the SEN network. We heard round 23 last year, 40 points down at halftime, Melbourne surged back and Max Gorn the hero, Simon Goodwin, uh, and Chris Scott, as we build up to the biggest home and away clash of the year. We maybe had a bit of a false start with Melbourne and Brisbane a little while ago, a couple of weeks ago, but now we get two massive contenders, the reigning premiers and a team that feels like it's hasn't quite lived up to its potential final after final appearance over the last decade. Uh, this is shaping up to be a final Seven weeks out from finals. So to have a chat to us about it, and his phone keeps dropping out on us, uh, unfortunately. Matty Stokes was ready and raring to go to jump on with us, but we'll just try and get him back up uh, and on the line. But love to hear from you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 on the Harcourts open line. Your move, your Harcourts. Uh, plenty to get through from a news point of view today. The Macca's run is you having your say on the news of the day as we catch you up on everything that's making news in the world of sport over the last 24 hours and there's plenty to do there all right we've got maddie stokes up a 10
0: second message after the time
1: no it's not that's his voicemail ah that's okay we will roll on through and uh try and get him up as quick as we can um four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen of course, is the, the Temper Text. Temper uh, a mattress like no other. Um, so, plenty to talk about uh, in the world of sport. And isn't it great? Uh, best laid plans in radio. This is the joys of live radio. So, plenty uh, to talk about when it comes to Melbourne and Geelong. Uh, there's a massive night at Wimbledon coming up tonight uh, as well. We'll talk about all of that. Your say on the news of the day one 736 as we're trying to re-establish our connection with Matty Stokes, who was going to be our special guest straight off the top of the show, just to give us a preview of what to expect from tomorrow night. Um, why don't we go through some other things while we're still trying to get him up uh, to have a chat? Um, last night at the tribunal, Eric Hipwood, uh, the AFL were looking for a two-match suspension. If the tribunal found his actions intentional uh, in the collision with Ryan Gardner, and then the umpire being taken out as a result of that, they wanted a week if it was deemed to be careless. In the end, the tribunal found careless, uh, but they fined him two and a half thousand dollars. Luke Hodge, who was uh, the person that released the behind the goals footage, um, that may have uh, played a very big imp- uh, may have played a very big role in Eric Kipwood being um, well not found not guilty. He was found guilty of careless conduct, but. Uh, not being suspended at the tribunal. Has that vision show that Ryan Gardner was indeed the one that initiated the contact? This was Luke Hodge speaking to Sam Edmund earlier today.
0: I'm actually happy with the result last night, as you would probably expect, but not the fact that uh, I was a former teammate of, of Hipwood, but the fact there was too many things that were unsure of. Like, there was too many... Things they had to look at for, him, for them to definitely say that he pushed, he deliberately pushed um, Gardner into the umpire. I think at the at the time that Gardner made contact with Hipwood, the umpire was on his right hand side, and Hipwood tried to push him to the left. So you slow it down, and I think what right onto the tribunal. They uh, they obviously still they want to make a stand about umpires and respect for umpires and making sure they're safe in the game. Um, but there was too many questionable things that you could suspend a kid for that.
1: So that was Luke Hodge, um, and there's been a, a lot discussed in regards to that decision today. And a lot of people who have got quite upset about that not being a suspension today as well, people getting um, quite irate um, and, and, and with good intention, wanting to make sure that we are protecting the umpires, that we are doing everything we can to look after them and make their work safe as spa- uh, workspace as safe as it possibly can be. Um, so I thought that I would actually take it upon myself to to give the Umpires Association boss... Rob Kerr a call today and we had a, 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 a long chat on my drive in today uh, from an umpire's perspective uh, about the Eric Kipwood incident uh, with Ryan Gardner and the umpire involved and then the findings at the tribunal last night. So I spoke to Rob Kerr and, and from what he told me that based on the initial vision, the umpires were keen on having this go up to the tribunal and have that situation explained as they don't want to see occurrences like that. They do want the umpires to be safe Uh, as possible and they don't want to find situations where players may look to be trying to exploit an advantage by using the umpires as a shield or a way to shepherd uh, or a way to get separation so that's something that they don't want to be brought in because that does create situations that can go pear-shaped and can be quite dangerous Once they saw the the behind-the-goal vision, though, they were far more comfortable with what had occurred, according to Rob. They were still keen for it to go up and still keen for Eric Kipwood to clarify what had gone on and what was happening from his point of view. But since the decision, Rob Kerr, who's the, the CEO of the Umpires Association, he hasn't had one complaint from an umpire. And from his point of view, they are satisfied with the outcome. So no complaints satisfied with the outcome therefore <clears throat> sorry excuse me therefore we should be too and they aren't precious the umpires they know that this is a 360 degree game that has 36 players on the field um three umpires as well boundary umpires goal umpires sooner or later bodies are going to bodies are going to bodies are going to collide and uh, sorry, we're just uh, getting our phone ser- service sorted out here. Uh, bodies are going to collide. Um, and as long as everyone has exercised the appropriate duty of care and shown the appropriate respect for each other, then that is part and parcel of the game. Umpires, they don't need to be babied. They're, they appreciate people's concern and they, they appreciate the support, but they understand that accidents are going to happen out on a 360-degree game field, uh, and this is just one of them. And that's all it is, and that should be time to move on. Um, so I've spoken to the umpires' association boss, and they are satisfied. So I think, given that they are, that we should be too. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. I'm told we have Maddie Stokes up on the line. Maddie, hello. Are you there? I'm here. Thank you. Hey, there he is, mate. Uh, very good to have you on board. Uh, appreciate you making the time for us. Um, as a two-time uh, premiership player with the Cats, uh, I know that you still keep a very close eye on them and, and, and every team uh, in, the, uh, in the sphere of AFL at the moment. So a few a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a genuine blockbuster 1v2. It may have been slightly anticlimactic as Melbourne just put Brisbane to the sword in a way that uh, no other team had. And, in, in, and frankly, it was quite frightening in its brutality. What are your expectations for this game? Because both teams come in in very good form. Um, they, they both look in really, really strong touch. How excited are you for this game tomorrow night?
0: Uh, I'm very excited for two reasons. We got our uh, 2011 Premiership reunion at the same game. So <laughs> to be able to fall on this, is uh, it works out very well for all of us. But... Um, from a game's perspective, I mean, you look at it, these two teams, I think, are head and shoulders above everyone else in the competition. I think Melbourne have a few more gears to go, and, you know, they're getting back their personnel and they're hitting the form at the right time of the year, where the Cats, for a long time, you know, we've always relied really heavily on a few plays and that's changed this year, and I think that's shown in the in, in, the, in the style of game and, and football that we're playing. So, look, I think this is a, a going to be a, a good preview into to what happened... Later on in the year, I think. Um, I, I clearly think these two are the best sides. So I'm looking forward to sitting back and, and uh, reminiscing on 2011 but watching these, uh, these two sides go at it.
1: And um, I still think Geelong will be too good tomorrow. So just on that, where for you is the advantage for the Cats? So you've got the third best defence in Geelong up against the first best defence in terms of points against this year. Cats are number four offence. Uh, Melbourne, number six. They're not a heap separating these two teams, but Melbourne... Clearly on the numbers are a superior contested ball team. But with Paddy Dangerfield yep. back, that's going to really help out the Cats. So for you, where's the advantage for the Cats?
0: Well, I think the, the advantage is the forward line. But I think with the midfields, if we start there, I mean, Paddy Dangerfield coming back last week, being able to eat into him, we haven't been able to ever do that with Paddy or Joel because of the fact that we haven't had people in the team to be able to take or fulfill the shoes that they normally wear. So to have Cam Guthrie play as well as he did last week, and has for a long, long time, but I think the biggest part of the biggest part of the engine that's improved is Tom Atkins. Now, Tom Atkins gives mm. you something very, very different in the sense of he's just an absolute ball, um, but also he's underrated with how much skill he has for for a ball. So I love watching him play. He's actually my favourite player to watch at Duong Footy Club. Uh, one of the best human beings you come across in the footy. But I think our forward line. I mean, do you have a look at that? If Pat, Patty spends more time in the forward line, you've got. The two best forwards in the competition, are Jeremy Cameron um, and uh, Tommy Hawkins, and then you've got uh, Tyce down there as well doing his thing. That's a hard, hard forward line to contain, and, and given the ground that we play so well on, I find it hard to think that that uh, Melbourne can uh, contain that forward line. So if we can actually, you know, come out of the midfield duel, you know, fifty-fifty, um, and we can get into our forward lines as quick, uh, the forward line as quick as we can, it's going to be hard for Melbourne to stop us.
1: So we thought that Brisbane would give Melbourne's defence a real headache and, and make Lever, May and Petty all have to be accountable for someone. How do you see Melbourne from the defensive point of view? How, would, how do you, are you expecting them to line up on this Cats forward line that's been so potent this year. And, and now with, you mentioned Tyson Stengel has just given them an element that they haven't really ever had the X-factor small forward over the last couple of years. Uh, someone to pick up your mantle, Matty. Uh, and, and be that d- damaging player at ground level. I mean, he's in all Australian contention at the moment, you'd think Tyson Stengel. And, and, and they can't really say over the last couple that they've had a small forward that's been as damaging as he's been. So how are you expecting Melbourne to cover?
0: I think the, the way Melbourne normally play well is is the way that they can sort of hang off or drop off um you know forward line players. I mean look at Lever. Lever's, yeah. you know, an exceptional player. And same with May to a certain degree, he beats his opponent but he can also to uh, read the play and, and be able to, you know, come off his man. If you're going to do that against Jeremy Cameron and Tommy Hawkins, you're gonna get you're gonna get hurt. Um so I think it's a it's a one on one matchup, but I don't think you can afford to be able to unless you bring a you know, a seventh defender um, to be able to cope with that. But I think, yeah, I think Tice gives us something that we haven't had for a long, long time. And um, and that is a, a, just a genuine game-breaker. Um, and even last week with the game, without being disrespectful to North, the game was quite boring. And then all of a sudden in the second quarter, he did a few things which just livened the game and and, um, and broke open a little bit. So... To sit back, watch him play, especially what he's been through over the last couple of years. To be able to play the footy that he um, has been able to produce this year is, is a credit to himself and being able to get himself in the right frame of mind to be able to recommit to the game that he loves.
1: All right. Well, what about a weakness for the Cats? Where where are you? What what's the area that concerns you coming up against the reigning premiers? I think what, the only concern I have with our with our team at the moment
0: is our defence. I think coming out of defence, if you give enough pressure on them, we don't have the greatest all users coming out of there. I think we have serviceable players who are bloody really good at being their opponents. With Tom Stewart out, who gives us that, shores us up with his delivery, his skills, and also to his, um, his uh, decision-making. Without him in there, it just gives us one player down there that can actually just sort of, you know, keep calm and, and control the situation. With Melbourne, you know, they've got their own, you know, Cossie Pickett, um, and their forward line is just as potent as ours. So if they can put pressure coming out of our back line, um, to our players coming out of our back line, there is a possibility of being able to turn the footy over and being able to get scored again. So that's probably, our, I think, our weakness at the moment. In saying that, I mean, our defenders, I've been, I've been thinking sort of this way about our defenders for a while now, and they've been able to stand up in, in um, all situations across the year. So I am saying that's a weakness, but at the same time, I think it's something that we've improved on a quite a, a great deal.
1: The, uh, the loss of Tom Stewart, though, really hurts um, from a defensive point of view. I mean, again, he's another that you'd almost pencil him in for All-Australian now, but um, he, he's got a, a lengthy spell um, and, and coming up against the reigning premiers, who, as I said, at one stage, they'd gone back down to about eighth for scoring. They've now crept their way back up to sixth, so they're starting to find uh, their scoring mojo again. Um, it's pretty untimely, and it's going to leave a big hole, and, and it's going to be a lot tougher obviously, to cover Melbourne's forward attack than it, has, than it was last week to cover North Melbourne's.
0: Absolutely. I mean, he's uh, he's, he's an incredible player. And um, to think that he's only been in the league, I think, five years um, and to be able to be as damaging as he, as he is, I think he's nearly Geelong's most important player. Um, and it probably didn't show too much last week because he played north. But, you know, against Melbourne, you know, Jack um, has been playing a little bit more forward, or he feels, seems like he's playing forward of centre a bit more. Um, i think he's you know his um score involvements have been through the roof um and he's been incredible being i think he's only 12 goals for the year but his involvements moving forward and and being able to score on the back end of that has been pretty good um so it's you know a tommy you know miss for us um with with tommy out but what it does gives it gives per, it gives the other you know players in our defense to be able to stand up you know Jake collardasney you know beauty was great last week so these type of players have been able to stand up for long long uh, periods of time but it just gives him a little bit more, I guess, uh, responsibility when it comes to our back line. But yeah, he's gonna be missed and he will be missed over the next couple of uh, next couple of weeks. But also too, there is a burden on him over the last probably couple of years to stand up to him. So to be able to um give him a bit of a rest, even though it's uh forced, um, you know, it's uh I think it's good for the other players to be able to stand up.
1: So, Maddie, the strengths for the Ds, and there are many, but might I suggest that uh, the Gorn and Jackson combo coming back in to the fray, just to reacquaint themselves with the names Oliver Petrarca and Viney in the middle, would it be fair to say that if I was going to ask you what's Melbourne's greatest strength, that might be one worth considering?
0: Well, I don't think... I'm not the biggest lover of footy, um, in the sense of watching a game from start to finish, but watching Jack Viney play... Um, he's actually pretty nice to watch. I think it just reminds me of Selzy when he was in his actually prime yep. of what he can do for a game and what he can make his teammates stand taller. But yeah, watching, all that, watching Gorn, Oliver and Petrarca, I mean, that's a, a combo I think that we haven't had since, you know, Cox, you know, Cousins, Kirk um, and these types. And Jutt, I mean, to have that, that group of players or personnel into your midfield, is it always gives you an advantage no matter who you're up against. So it's it's great to watch. And, you know, and Gornie, yeah, um hopefully he comes back this or I hope he doesn't come back. But if he does come back this week, this, it just gives him another dimension because, you know, like Jackson's coming on and leaves him down. So that um, that's midfield group is as potent as I've seen for a long, long time.
1: Matty, thanks so much for making the time. It was great to finally get you up, mate. Um, enjoy the reunion tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, look forward to having a chat to you later on in the year. Cheers, mate.
0: All right, thanks very much.
1: Uh, Matty Stokes, two-time uh, Geelong Premiership player. Great to have his take on what's to come tomorrow night. And I'd love to hear yours. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Jack Viney was on uh, SEN earlier today uh, with Gary and Tim. We'll hear from him on the other side of this as well. On the Macca's run. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last.